Welcome to the Booze Filled to Spirit Filled podcast. This is Jamel Godlewski. Today, we're going to take a little more serious tone. This is something that's been heavy on my heart for a long time. So I've decided I'm just going to share it. And the topic is unity. People talk about unity. They kind of throw the the word around, but it doesn't really seem like we work toward unity. We look for differences and reasons to argue instead of looking for what we have in common and reasons to get along. It's a crazy thing. You know, here in the United, the United States, isn't that funny? It's like Republican or Democrat. Hate, hate, hate. Judgment, judgment, judgment. Mean, meme, mean, meme. Dude, I am so over that. But I think what bothers me the most is I see so much of it coming from Christians. Church people. Come on, church. We can do better than that. So I want to I want to talk about this thing, unity. If you consider yourself a Christian, well, then I really implore you to don't turn me off right away. Give me a chance. I'm going to look at Ephesians chapter four in the Bible, which is Paul writing a letter to the church in Ephesus. Shockingly, they're not getting along. I know. I know. Hard to believe. This has been going on for years, people. Centuries. But I want to look at some of the things he says about how do we become united? What do we have to focus on? Well, he starts out in chapter 4, verse 2, that we need to be completely humble and gentle, be patient, Bearing with one another in love. Now, that's a packed statement. Now, many people in church would hear this and go, Amen, Amen, Hallelujah. But, like, are we really doing it or are we just saying it? To be humble and gentle, not just a little bit, but completely humble. Swallow some crow. We don't know everything. If you think you know everything, well, swallow some crow. You don't. If you think you know everything about a topic, if you think you've done all the adequate research, if you think definitely what you're going to post on Facebook today is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and everybody better listen, bad news, there's a chance you might not be right. Don't be prideful. We need to be humble, completely humble. Now, this is hard for me too, because like when I see something or I hear something, man, I wanna, I wanna tell people, dude, you're wrong. That's my pride getting in there. I want. It's really not so much telling people they're wrong. It's really telling myself that I'm right, puffing my own chest out. My mom would say something like, "Getting up on your high horse." That is not what Paul is talking about. He's saying the opposite. We need to be humble. 
and gentle. Now, most people would not use the word gentle when describing me. I'm pretty passionate. I'm pretty driven, pretty outspoken. Those aren't necessarily bad qualities, but they need to be coupled with humility and gentleness. I really think of my dad. He was cool, calm, and collected all the time. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. He used to tell me that a lot. You know, he, he was right. Humility and gentleness. And then the next thing Paul says is patience. Oh, patience. I'm a pretty impatient person. If I ask my daughter to put the dishes away that are in the dishwasher, if it's not done in like 10 minutes, I start getting annoyed. Patience. You know, when Paul's talking about this later on in chapter four, he talks about how we're growing from infants to mature adults. So when I started thinking about patience, I thought, yeah, when you first teach kids something, you have to be patient with them. It's going to take them longer. They're not going to understand it right away. They might make mistakes. And then as we grow, as we get older, we get better. Or we're supposed to. Patience. In order to have unity, we're going to have to have patience. Like the kind of patience it takes to be a teacher of a classroom of eight-year-olds. That sounds like torture to me, but I think that's the kind of patience we have to have to have unity. Last thing in this one verse, he says we got to bear with one another in love. And he's really meaning bearing with one another, bearing with others that are different, bearing with others that have different strengths, different weaknesses. Bearing with others that have different opinions, different beliefs. We are bearing with these others in love. It's all encompassed in love. Again, it's easy to agree, maybe not so easy to practice. But what I'm really thinking is this kind of unity It's a choice. You have to choose to swallow your pride. You have to choose to be patient. I have to choose to bear with others. And I have to choose love. It's a choice. In verse three, he says, make every effort, every effort to keep the unity of the spirit Through the bond of peace. Choosing peace. Now, I don't think peace means there's no conflict. Okay? But I can choose to be peaceful. It's almost like a sporting event. You might be against the other team per se. Right? You want your team to win. But when the game's over... You're going to choose peace and you're going to shake hands and you're going to say good job. That's choosing peace. And it's got to be mutual. Now, don't wait for the other person. 
you can do your part. We have to choose peace in order for there to be unity. And then the last verse, chapter four, verse four, four to six. There is one body, one spirit, just as you are called to one hope. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Keyword, one. One body. There is one Holy Spirit living inside each of us, directing each of us. There is one faith. We all have the same hope. There is one God and one Father. Christians can be in multiple churches, Methodist church, Lutheran church, Presbyterian church, Catholic church. Name your church, people. It's one body. We are different, but we are one. Don't look at the differences. Look at the one. One Jesus, one spirit, one God, the Father. One. Can we please, can we do this? In verse 12 to 13, it says, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, becoming mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fulfillment of Christ. Later on, verse 16, for him, the whole body, whole, all of us, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. We are on a journey. We're not there yet. Is that not obvious? We're not there yet. We are growing. We're growing in love. We are building ourselves up. We will reach unity. We're becoming mature. How do we keep building? We continue to pursue knowledge, to keep learning, to keep maturing. We continue. To, to live with one another, bearing one another in love. All of this is surrounded with love. Look at all the times Paul says that. We're doing all of this with humility and gentleness, patience, seeking peace, pursuing peace. Can there be unity? Yes. We just have to make that choice. You know, I've attended a lot of churches. I love diversity, to be honest. I've been in Catholic churches. I've been in Pentecostal, Apostolic, Baptist, Calvary Chapel type churches. I've been in Brethren churches, Methodist, Lutheran, 
Presbyterian, non-denominational. I've been in those. I've been in churches in the Dominican Republic where I didn't even know what they were saying. But I, I've experienced God in all of that. I've experienced the Holy Spirit in all of it. We really are one body. We really are one creation. We are all created in the image of God. Even those who feel differently about abortion. <gasps> what was me? They might have a different belief than me, but they are still created in the image of God. What about those that are Muslim? What about those that are Buddhist? Still created in the image of God. I can pursue peace. I can be humble and gentle. I don't need to shout from my soapbox that I'm right and you're wrong. No, no, no. We can work together. It is a choice and it is beautiful when we are together. Different and yet together. When we act as one, unity. I want to be a part of this. I, I love working with people from all different backgrounds and beliefs. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I've, I've seen discord. I've seen the opposite of unity. I've seen it within the church, and it's ugly. It is not of God. That's not what he wants. I'm trying to choose and be intentional every day to live in unity. I'm trying. Just the other day, I posted something on social media. And within two minutes, three minutes, I was like, Jamel, what are you doing? And I went back and erased it. I mean, I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're growing, right? That's what it says. We're growing. We're building up. We're maturing. So I implore you. I encourage you. I beg of you to choose to pursue unity. Let's make that choice. Despite our differences, despite our backgrounds, let's choose to be united. And at the end of the day, that means we shake hands. We hold hands. We hold hands and sing. So I'm going to end this episode with a song. When I was thinking about this, when I was reading Ephesians 4, I couldn't help it in my mind. Picture a commercial. I believe it was the early 70s. People were on a hillside, holding hands, singing. They were all different, all different diversity cultures, all different colors dressed differently based on their ethnicity and where they were from in the world. And they were all singing this song. I'd like to buy the world a home. 
and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honey bees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. I'd like to buy the world a coat and keep big company. Wouldn't that be wonderful? If I could buy all of you a Coca-Cola, I would do it. And we would hold hands and we would sing about peace together. We are gearing up towards the end of this, this season and the end of the first year of this podcast. So some of the things that I'm going to end um, this year with are, are looking at celebrations and reflecting on the past year and then looking forward to the next year and goal setting. So stay tuned. Don't go away. If you want to find me on the World Wide Web, it's jamelgodlewski.com. I'm also on Instagram and YouTube. And of course, who doesn't my age have a Facebook? Lover. Look me up, contact me, let me know how you're doing. Let me just end with, don't forget, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. P.S. If you're doing that, you're seeking unity. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Have fun. And love others. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.